NFL playoffs have arrived, and we have you covered each day on OutKicks Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow. Some of the best football guests break down the biggest matchups from Armando Salguero and Donovan McNabb to Ryan Leaf and Bobby Carpenter, plus the top headlines and reaction to each playoff weekend. So, Chad, which quarterback ascends to that next level? The Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Tua is on this list. Got to be Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, it's I think, his time. Right I now. think so. Yeah, it's it's his time to shine. He's done it in the regular season. He's won MVP. Going to win it again. It is time for him to win in the playoffs. Playoffs are also a time to shine for Patrick Mahomes. Can he and the Chiefs' offense figure it out in order to repeat this playoff season? There's plenty of craziness on a week-to-week basis. So pull up the bar with us each weekday wherever you listen to your podcasts. NFL and more covering your favorite teams. Outkicks Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. I've got kids, and that means it's always about them. But I need support, too. That's where Ollie comes in, with their delightful, hard-working gummies. My partner and I can actually get a good night's sleep, so we'll both stand a chance of managing our stress responses. Even when the kids are doing parkour in the living room, discover Ollie vitamins and supplements. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey everybody, C-Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like a bright and sunny day. Good for you. And you should go enjoy it. (laughs) Uh, Today I wanted to talk about the inevitable crash uh, that comes with having a mood disorder. Something that um, I've been dealing with essentially for as long as I can remember. Since I was about 10 years old I've had cyclothymia or some degree of uh, depression. It was formerly known as manic depression, and uh, within probably the last two years, of uh, I saw a therapist for about uh, a little little over a year. Um, she helped me define that what I'm really going through was more of a cyclothymia, which is more of a triggered or uh, mood cycle that was kind of based on my environment, that there's sensitivity to my environment, things like that. So without further ado, I'm going to play the intro, and then uh, we can we can talk about it. Let's go. Okay. Hi. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. Pretty excited. Um, I'm excited because I, I usually don't catch myself in this mode, <laughs> and it's it's nice to be able to talk about it. So I'm kind of in this place where I feel like I'm at the top, where I'm at the peak of kind of my productivity and feeling good and all of that stuff but i've got this kind of anxiety this feeling that uh the crash is coming and in in one sense i don't necessarily want to manifest it by you know having the fear of it and then making it happen i want to be more preventative so what i end up doing when i'm trying to prevent myself from hitting a crash is to like not overwhelm myself essentially what happens and for those who are not familiar with cyclothymia it is a uh, disorder that will 
allow yourself to kind of get into a place where you're you're overreaching you're doing too much you are giving yourself a little bit too much going on and um uh, uh, you start making too many plans. You start to feel like you can take on the world. Um, and uh, cyclothymia inherently, actually, I was just talking about mania, but cyclothymia is a mood disorder that is cyclical in nature. You can kind of think of a menstruation cycle in a way, but it's not predictable. It, it's something that, like, the cycle kind of goes round and round. So up here is mania, you've got some stability, and then you've got kind of a depressive state and then you're stable again, and then you kind of go back up to mania, and it kind of goes like that. Um, it's a little bit more of a crash when it goes from mania to depression, so it's probably more like a D, which is kind of uh, funny that I chose dopamine <laughs> as the title, because it is more of like a D, uh, where it's just like up and then crash, and then you're back up to normal again. Um, so it's like that. The um, cycle is unpredictable. It's not something that uh, I know... I've gotten better at learning when it's coming, when things are changing, and how to get myself out of certain modes and into different kinds of modes. Um, and essentially, I'm working towards continuing to learn that, continuing to listen to myself, and uh, and, and know when things are um, getting better or getting worse. So uh, I'm still live on Facebook, by the way. So if you are... Uh, if you're watching live, or if you're not watching live or listening to it on the podcast, you can go to uh, facebook.com slash dopamine podcast, and you can listen to the live musings of me doing this. I basically produce the show live, and then I upload it as a podcast. Um, apologize if the chirping's too loud. <laughs> uh, it's nice that you know spring is coming and we get some lovely chirping outside the window. It's really nice. Um, so uh, again, to kind of go back into the cyclothymia talk, um, it's something that I've been been dealing with since I was a kid. Uh, it's had effects on my life throughout my life. Uh, it's um, made it difficult to maintain relationships, to have a job, uh, especially when you're supposed to kind of live within someone else's schedule and go go you know wake up nine o'clock in the morning and or wake up at seven rather and to get to work at nine and live within a corporate environment and deal with a lot of emotional situations with people. Um, I've never been inherently good at emotions, um, not even good at tuning to mine many of the times. So I am, um, it's been an active learning process and dealing with all sorts of different things going on in life. Um, so like the set and path in life has never been something that's been, been easy for me or good for me. Uh, I've had to kind of learn more about who I am and kind of mold my life around that for the most part. Um, where's Sonic the Hedgehog? He's not around. As you can see, I'm a little distracted. You know what? Sonic is not here, so we're gonna grab another friend of ours, Ray. Ray is, oh God. <laughs> what is going on? This is a madness. Come on, Ray. You could do this. We're in this. We're in this together. Very distractible these days. She's a little top-heavy. It's not going to work. Stay. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, anyway, so I just I just have to like not move the table too much. <laughs> uh, so that that's a little something for those of you watching. I tend to put like a Funko Pop on my laptop 
Uh, it makes it a little bit more fun, I guess. Uh, so to go back to what I was talking about before I got distracted, <laughs> uh, and that's kind of part of the mania is like I'm easily distractible. Um, I, I kind of gather a whole bunch of things. I'm like all over the place and it's a little bit hard to focus. Um, but being aware of that allows me to kind of rein it in a little bit. So I've had issues with that with work. Um, there are times where maybe I'll get inappropriate or in terms of like the jokes that I'll say uh, that aren't you know okay with a corporate environment. Um, there might be situations where I'm just taking on too much work and people are throwing things at me and I'm like, yeah, I can do it, I can do it. And then I can't and I crash and I go into a depressive spiral. And then I don't want to show up to work for two weeks, uh, three weeks, a month, up to three months. Really, I felt uh, the cycle last for up to three months in, in different ways. I could be depressive for three months or manic for three months. Um, and the difference between normal and manic is kind of important to state, to, to state as well. You know, normal feels pretty even. You know, when people are taking medical uh, meds for bipolar or any kind of mental health, you know, it's really about stabilizing. It's not about getting you high because being in mania kind of feels like being high. <laughs> it feels like you're on E or something where you're just like, you're feeling a little bit more like promiscuous, maybe a little bit more like sexually heightened, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say publicly, but sometimes that happens. Um, you could be a little bit more aggressive towards people, sometimes irritable, um, tend to be more productive, tend to feel like you can take on the world a little bit more and um, and and you just kind of like start signing checks that you can't cash in a way. Um, for me, it's manifested in like doing too much shopping, spending too much money, um, making emotional justifications for spending certain types of money uh, on certain things. Um, and it doesn't feel very good. It doesn't feel good to do that. So I'm, 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 not, I'm not a fan of getting to this place. Um, so I, I do fear the inevitable crash I worry about it all the time. I worry about, because it does, you know, being in mania feels good. Um, but when you don't have a place to put your energy, it feels like restlessness. It feels like you're, you're, you're pushing forward on a treadmill, but not going anywhere. Um, and you're starting to like stumble over your own feet essentially. So it's kind of a scary feeling after a while because you just, you feel like you have to keep going and you just can't. You feel physically exhausted, mentally exhausted, and you just want everything to stop. But you've put things in motion that you can't just make stop. So for me, it's important to, when I start to pull things into my world that are creating more commitments for myself, I need to consider how I can still do these things while I'm in a depressive or crashed state. So I start to think about, you know, I just created a group for this page and I have to think about, apologize for the burping. <laughs> um, uh, I have to start thinking about how I can still do things somewhat seamlessly uh, without you know, what, what is the minimal viable, minimum viable product, the MVP for those of you who are, who are had, who had, who have had traditional marketing training. I have not. Um, but the, you want to think about your minimum viable product being something that is still executable day by day, something that you can do that isn't 
um, isn't a detriment to your mental health. It's something that you could do easily, which is why I've put so em so much emphasis on getting this um, video aspect of dopamine down because it's it's helping my process with podcasting. It's helping my process with reaching more people via Facebook Live, um, and I can put it on YouTube. So I'm essentially using the same amount of effort to create this as I would to uh, take time to, um, to to shoot somewhere else, to put it into Premiere, to put create the file system, to gather the music, to do all of the color grading, all of the editing, and things like that, and then render for a few hours. Uh, all of this is essentially happening in real time. It's saving me a ton of time. I've got a system where I turn on camera live, I turn on the camera, I connect to Facebook, I start the stream on, on OBS, and then I start the stream on Facebook, and I'm good to go. And for the most part, when I do these podcasts, I'm doing it like in this format anyway. I'm kind of just thinking of things off the top of my head. I rarely restart, <laughs> you know, because the point is to be real and be authentic with you. So um, that's totally part of it. Uh, so right now, I'm in the state where I'm doing a lot of things, but it's also in service of of preparing for the crash because there are a lot of times where I feel like I'm good, I'm healed, <laughs> I'm better, and then I get I get the crash, and then I'm surprised by it, and then you know that's where the feelings of worthlessness and um, not wanting to get out of bed come from. Um, another way to describe mania is repression. And repression is a way of basically ignoring the problems in your life. You know, mania is such a feel-good thing. Um, it is mixed with some irritability and some anger stuff. But for the most part, it's such a feel-good, like, high-energy thing that you start to ignore the problems in life. And then once, eventually, there's something in you that forces you to have to face your problems, something in your brain that forces you to have to deal with your problems. And when it catches up or when something externally makes you makes life catch up to you, it's almost like you're hit hit with the problem as if it's you've never faced it before. You know, uh, for in my example, you know, I have uh, right now the thing that I'm I don't want to say ignoring, but is kind of lower on my list is having to deal with uh, the child support stuff. I've got the paperwork around here and I've got to deal with it and it's actively on my brain. But if I'm not handling it, not taking care of it, not pushing towards um, handling the real life stuff and just if I'm just ignoring it, it's going to catch up to me, you know, whether it's in a real life practical way, you know, with like the police knocking on my door or something, or if it's in a uh, an emotional way where I'm hit with the realization that I'm not handling my responsibilities and, um, you know, this is something that is, it has an emotional weight. It catch, you know, it's the, it's the emotional version of the police knocking at the door, basically. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's something I, I need to, to handle soon. Um, it's been tricky because again, financial situations have been, have been tricky. So I've been trying to figure all that stuff out. So it's not that I've ignored it, but it's, it's an active part of my process and you know for me it takes me time to to work through things and figure out the best course of action but the important distinction is making sure that you're 
you know, I've touched on this on a previous episode called Repression Versus Positivity, um, where repressing, repressing your ideas, repressing your, your problems is not solving them. And, you know, being truly positive is allowing yourself to be positive when you're stable, whereas repressing things is false positivity, basically. You're pretending everything's okay, and it's not, and it's going to catch up to you. And that mania, that inevitable crash is kind of what comes from that. So when I start to feel that anxiety, when I start to feel like I'm doing too much, I need to start taking stock in what it is that I need to get done. Is there anything that I'm ignoring? Um, Is there anything emotionally that I need to take care of that I'm not? Um, So that's, that's where I'm at with that. I need to take stock in, in, in where I am. Which I think is important for anyone. You know, we need to need to make um, emotional uh, take take emotional stock in where we are. Um, pretty much consistently every day. I try to do it every day, and see how that fits in our logical framework. For me, I'm more of a logic-based person, more of a um, technical person, I should say. I guess I'm using the word logic because logic can be emotional, and um, it's it's tricky, you know. So for me right now, I have a fear of that crash. Uh, I don't know what that's going to look like. You know, sometimes that just makes me difficult to deal with. Sometimes I start being more irritable to people. Sometimes I don't want to get out of bed. And suicidal thoughts do come um, in that case. Uh, So when I am in this manic state, I don't take the amount of work I'm doing for granted. I try try to not push myself to a place that's going to make me crash so hard that it's going to feel terrible. Um, but I also need to be careful that um, the depression, depressive part of it that comes as a result of the crash is not something that's going to end me. You know, that's a very real thing um, that I feel I'm facing is that I, I take every day seriously. I take every day as something that I I want to think about what stamp on the world am I making today? What stamp on my personal relationships am I making today? Um, because I have a very real fear that I could have a terrible day tomorrow that makes me feel like a completely different person and I do something that ends it, you know? And um, it's a very real fear and it's reality. And it's something we need to talk about more. And it's something I want to share with you guys more uh, as I continue to move forward in life. So, you know, I'm I'm not currently... You know, the tricky part about this, too, is that my version of suicidal is different than someone else's. And it's probably something I should dedicate a specific episode to. Because um, I haven't really talked about suicide or the idea of it or um, how it manifests differently for some people. Uh, generally my version of it often comes in mania that like my depression doesn't drive the the suicidal thoughts so much. I do have suicidal thoughts and depression, but I feel less likely to commit any actions in, in depression. Whereas mania has always been more dangerous for me. Mania has led to more serious situations where I've done more self-destructive behavior. You know, I've, I've would binge drink or, uh, there have been a couple times where I've almost walked in front of a bus and a friend had to stop me. Um, 
stuff like that. So I do want to dedicate an episode to that so I can share some of my stories and, um, and how kind of rehashing those stories has helped me in my future and realizing that, you know, mania is something that I need to be cautious of as well. And, um, you know, this feeling is familiar to me. Uh, I've taken stock in it. I know when it's coming and I know how it feels. So the best thing I can do and the best thing I can offer you, if you're someone that's dealing with cyclothymia or some form of a, uh, a disorder, um, mood disorder is to stop, to talk to someone, to take a moment, to breathe, to maybe meditate if that's your thing, um, play a game, you know, watch baseball, uh, make yourself a meal, you know, make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Even if you have to literally write it on a list to take care of yourself, that that's something that you should do. Um, as well. So I, I feel like I'm starting to overreach a little bit because I've got this show that I'm trying to do every day. I've got the Facebook page. I've got the Facebook group where I'm getting a lot more notifications. It's very overwhelming. Um, trying to create more content for that. And then I've also got clients that I need to appease. You know, <laughs> I've got, um, an event that I'm working on for a friend, um, that I'm helping design her stuff for her. I'm also helping. Um, I'm, I'm also helping two media, two clients with social media stuff, and then I've uh, got a former employer that has contracted me for some video editing and stuff like that too. So I've got things I got to do, um, but know that taking ten minutes to take stock in yourself, to breathe. To take a moment, especially when you're mode switching, especially between projects. Um, you know, for me, everything's kind of meshing and that's becoming a problem. I like to keep things a little bit more separate so that I can focus one thing at a time. And when things kind of get messy, that's when, when I start to lose focus, when I start to feel overwhelmed and I feel like things are falling apart. So, um, yeah, that's the gist of it. That's, um, that's what it feels like to be in mania. That's what it feels like to be kind of like on the teetering edge of what's going on right now. So I'm a little worried that I'm going to fall into, um, fall back into depression and crash, but, uh, I'm just going to kind of slow things down. Uh, I've got a couple things that I'm doing today, but, uh, after this, I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna eat some lunch, uh, drink some water, make some tea so I can push myself through the afternoon. And then, um, you know, I'll be back and doing more things. So uh, if you're listening on Facebook, uh, please leave a comment and let me know if you're someone who's dealt with a mood disorder or know someone who has or dealt with any kind of anxiety. I think it would be interesting to share your story. And uh, if you have any questions about anything that I've talked about, please share that as well via Anchor or Facebook or on YouTube. And uh, let me know where you're at and what you're thinking. Um, so without further ado... Hi, my name is Christian.com. Go there and check out my personal stuff. Uh, dopamine.life is where you can subscribe to the show, the audio version. Uh, we are on YouTube and on Facebook.com slash Dopamine Podcast. Also, Dopamine Podcast on, uh, on Instagram and Dopamine Show on Twitter. And uh, please gently 
caress the like button and subscribe wherever you are. And um, let me know what you think of the show. Leave a review on our Facebook page. And um, I think that's it. I have to automate an outro for the video version <laughs> so that I can remember what to say at this part. But I uh, appreciate your time. I hope you guys are doing well. Take care of yourself and each other. And I'll catch you next time. See ya. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also, while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later. Baby, I'm a fiend, I'm a fiend. Oh, you know you got me going off your dopamine. All I really need, all I need is for you to put me on to the recipe, yeah. Ooh, purple flowers, candy showers in the air. You dance for hours as I watch from overhead. It's a my team, you got me going off your dopamine. Yeah, it's a my team, you got me going off your dopamine.